Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smarkin' Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. And this is it, friends, the day we start taking Smarkin' Friends in brave new directions. Watch-alongs with uninitiated fans is still going to be very much in our wheelhouse, but we have a few new formats that we're going to start playing with going forward, all in the spirit of engaging both wrestling fans and uninitiated wrestling fans, and that's going to manifest in a couple different ways. For example, today, uh, we're actually going to be speaking to someone who's within the wrestling industry, which again, if you listened to our show before, that's not exactly what we do around here. But we're not going to be talking only about their life inside the ring. Uh, You see, since I started this podcast back in 2018, I have become acquainted with a few people within the industry and learned that a lot of these really talented folks have these really interesting side projects and other gigs that aren't necessarily connected to grappling in the squared circle. And I thought, you know, this is really interesting stuff, and I think there's room for a platform for talents and other people in the industry to kind of share their side hustles and I think it's pretty interesting, and I think you're going to find it pretty interesting as well. And my first guest in this brand new regular format is Quebec independent wrestler Kuma the Grizzly King. Kuma had a very busy 2019, working just about every single weekend of the year, with the exception of weekends in which he was LARPing. That's right, Kuma is a LARPer, and in fact, he and his wife run a LARP north of Montreal called Les Terres de Nogar. Puis pour les anglophones qui écoutent à cette émission de Smart et Amis, ça c'est français pour The Lands of Nogard. And that's the first time I've got to show off my French on this show, and um, I'm pretty sure I butchered it. So I'm going to apologize to my Franglophone friends who are indulging me by listening to this episode of the show. Yeah, wrestling fans, LARPers, and anyone else tuning in, we're going to be back with Kuma the Grizzly King right after these short messages. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hello again, boldly boinking listeners. It's your friendly neighborhood rocket man informing you that I have blasted off to new planets, new galaxies, new adventures. We are no longer boldly boinking. We are now the rocket man explorers as I go and investigate all sorts of astral and unnatural phenomena starting this season with alternate universes in this universe you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on twitter and instagram at rocketman tfgc it is late friday night and i'm recording from my humble little cul-de-sac in the west island of montreal as i welcome my guest i'm reminded of the adage of how good it is to be busy and joining me on the line is one of the busiest wrestlers in all of quebec He's worked every single weekend of 2019, almost, with companies such as NSPW, JCW, AWE, XZW, IWS, NCW, FML, UCW, and so many more. I am joined by Kuma the Grizzly King. Kuma, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good, thanks. Good, thanks. Thanks for uh, for being a part of this. 
Thanks for the invites. Really appreciate it. Yeah, gladly. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you had a, like a really great run through 2019, and, and you had your fair share of bookings for 2020 before you know the world went sideways. Um, how did you come to be a part of the wrestling industry? Well, it's been in my blood since I'm like four years old or something like that. Always watch it, always liked it. Um, things come to another. One of my cousins started wrestling when I was 19, got the love of it. Didn't have the time to invest into it, and at about six years ago, I decided that let's do this, let's do full run, and let's go hardcore and do everything I can to get where I am today. Amazing. Where did you Where did you get your training? Started beginning here in Sarel Tracy, Quebec. Uh, back in the day, it was called uh, before it turned to XZW it was called FLBR, and it was a uh, little promotion here. Uh, one of my coach uh, is one of Quebec's great technical wrestler was Jesse Champagne. Okay. Actually, one of the he's actually the champion of uh, NCW. And one of the other coach I got early in my career that really helped me out is a he's a veteran of the game. I think if my mind is right, he wrestled Ric Flair back in the eighties, seventies, and with Lutte Internationale. His name is Raymond Coutu. He used to be like the last students of Edouard Carpentier. So it's really, it's really like old, old school wrestling way. So this guy really helped me out, like with the, all the good basics. And then everything went from there. Good basics bring you to next level. Amazing. Amazing. That's a, that's a pedigree uh, to be trained from. That's, in, that's incredible. Yeah, well, I, I had the chance to, to do that. And one guy that really helped me out. Also, when I was early in my career, is was uh, Insane Warrior. Uh, good guy. He was really, like, top heel back in the 90s and really helped me out. Like, my second or third match ever in wrestling, I just went with him and said, all right, kids, so this is the finish and this is how it goes. I was like, Wait, what? I said, yeah, <laughs> we'll see it in the ring. All right, well, I guess I have to sell and listen. <laughs> and this is how I had, like, my second match ever, second or third match ever. Real flight or fight training. Yeah, you had to uh, listen, and this is where I learned to. Wrestling is to me is not a spot fest moment. It's really more about the storyline and what you tell to the crowd. So you really have to understand that and listen to your opponent because sometimes you may plan stuff, but the crowd is not with it. So you have to deal with it and go to the other spot or get with what they want right now. Right on. Yeah. So, on top of wrestling, let's talk a little bit about what brings you to the show today. You also run a LARP called Les Terres de Nogar. Uh, so, could you actually like fill in those who are unfamiliar with what exactly LARPing is and uh, fill us in about what it entails? Yes, it is. Yeah, well, um, LARP. LARP means live-action role-playing. So, this is why LARP is. Live-action role-playing is actually like the um, D&D of the real life. I mean... With the uh, with all this social uh, distancing and everything we're living through right now, I mean, Dungeon and Dragons for the past three to five years have really been like increasing and expanding a lot. But LARP is actually Dungeon and Dragons, but you're the one with the, the foam sewed in the wood and try to do the quest, try to survive, like all of that. So LARP is really like an adventure. Like you go there and you live for like two days and a half in a full immersive magical mysterious world that you just bought to go in 
it's not always the same because we all have our little stories and everything but it's a it's a game that really requires stamina and intellectuality and understanding that you're there to have fun and relax right on right on your specific LARP, uh, Les Terres de Nogar, it's a, it's a medieval fantasy LARP. Uh, yes. Can you look, tell us a little bit about the, about the world of uh, Les Terres de Nogar and how long it's been running? Um, this LARP has been running for now. This year is going to be the fourth year officially, the fifth year if you count the beta year. Um, the story is really an easy story. I mean, um, it's a world where uh, a old magician created a world and uh something happened and everything went sideways and uh my players just appear in a mist in the mysterious land they don't know where why they were there or when they appear there but they had to live with what was already there and existing and deal with the issues the politics that was there the races the how can i say that uh all the military stuff, the wars going on, the demons coming, the end of an era, the opening of a new era. Um, this is how I actually started. The story is pretty like simple. I won't go through all deep because it's like a 500 pages storyline that we wow. put down. So I mean, I ain't gonna go through all of that, but it's it's a big story. It's like it's like playing a, a full like adventure game. Like let's say you take a uh, uh, what game can I say? You take like a, if you're more like a fantasy futurist, like a Star Wars thing, or you take a World of Warcraft or something like that, then you just get in and you play it and the story is going to unfold every time. It's always evolutionary and everything goes organically, organically with everybody there. So we play with the players, we play with what they do, what they want, uh, what they see, what they imagine, what their character is for them, because this is one big part of it. It's like a wrestling show. I mean, they pay to be entertained and my job is to entertain them within my story that I have planned. So let's say a character is a dwarf and you want to be a monk, but the only way he's really good is because he's drinking. So <laughs> I got to play with the fact that he's a drunken monk and you want to be a drunken master. And the only time he's, so when I play a creature or a, an adventurer or a quest giver, I got to understand that and play with it. So they have as much fun as they can and enjoy like that little moment of two days and a half that you just unplug and you don't live in the real life for two days and a half or so. Right on. Uh, where exactly does uh, does uh, Les de Noga, I, I mean, in the real world, where does it, uh, where is it, where does it take place? Uh, close to my place, uh, close to Cyril Tracy. Uh, we have a place there that it's called uh, Les Camps Villageois. It used to be a scout camp. Okay. Uh, they still have the base and everything in the pool on the up, upper part, but about six, seven years ago, a guy decided that he really wanted to go fur further in it. So he just built a full trail all the way to the end of the wood. And uh, we construct like, I think we have like seven or 10 buildings now on the, in the forest with wow. full trails that are easy to walk. You can go by car, like to almost every camp. And, um, you have like you have two bays, two three bays with full cover with wood walls and everything that protect it, like barriers or call it as you want depending on what you do. 
so yeah, it's it's a really neat place. It's pretty fun. Right uh, it's close to my place, and that's what brings the magic. Because let's say the players want to do something, and I didn't, I haven't that plan. Up in the car, twenty minutes later, I'm at home, pick everything I need. Twenty minutes later, I'm back on the field, and let's do this. <laughs> so we can really work with it. So this is a really fun part for me because I can really like play it out, like really like having fun. And if they really want to do something and I don't have it, ah, give me an hour. We'll do it. <laughs> I guess we refer to you as uh, the games master. Well, me and my wife started with one of my good friends. Uh, this uh, this particular good friends of mine decided that he wanted to sell his part. So now it's owned by me and my wife. Uh, I'm the game master and the storyteller out of this uh, LARP. Um, my job is to create a story and make it unfold for my player. And my wife's job is actually to all the social media and questioning and uh, make sure that the player's handbook is well done and there's no like hyping error and everything like that. And she has probably the toughest job because she has to write down my ideas which is really like they come and goes. Sure. So uh, I can be like on the couch one night and reading a book and I just stop and said, all right, take a pen and paper and wipe because I just have this idea and you got to write it down before it's gone. Before it's gone. <laughs> the, uh, the muse visits you and you have to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, this is, this is her job. So she have, she probably have the hardest job out of all of that because me, I have, the, I have the easy job. I just have to think and imagine stuff and make it go. My wife, it's she had like she has to write down my ideas and the way I say stuff, and it doesn't make sense sometimes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you make an amazing team. Well, we are. I think I think we did a good job. I mean, we started that out as a beta with like twenty three players, and we're kind of kind of bump because we've been doing LARP for eight eight seven years back then, and we had like we had a lot of friends, and nobody was coming, and we find it find it kind of depressed about it. And the year later, well, we, we step it up. Oh, we have 50 players now. Ah, that's kind of cool. The next year, oh, man, we have 80 players. How are we going to fucking do it? <laughs> and, like, the year after, close to 100, we're like, all right, we're getting overwhelmed now. So we did something really good. But now it's really getting, like, we're in the big, big leagues now. Because usually LARPs in Quebec, it's probably, like, I would say average is probably 50 player. Now, when you get to the close to the hundreds and more, like you step it up a notch. Like sure. you're getting in the big leagues. Like now you got to put the big pants on and the big boots on because now you have 100 players to, to take care of and think about what they want, what the character is, and what they want to do in it. And how can I make sure they're going to come back? Because that's my job. I'm an entertainer. So why am what am I going to do that's going to make you come back? Like. What's your purpose of being here? How can I keep you here with me? And how can I entertain you in what you have imagined your character is for that weekend? Okay. Right on, right on. That's, that's LARP and with all the fights and everything because we don't – people think it's it's just like fun. But, I mean, getting hit by a foam sword, foam sword like in uh, – October is like getting hit by a candlestick. Sure, it's and it's physically exerting, absolutely. And sometimes, in I mean, in wrestling, you see a guy getting like five or six candlestick beating up, and they hurt. Sometimes I can be there and getting beat up like by hundreds and hundreds of strikes. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weekend. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, 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 that's a weekend. We're kind of tired at the end of the weekend. For sure. You touched upon this earlier um, on how like things you learn from LARPing that kind of like resonate between that and the world of wrestling. Um, is there anything that you've learned in like developing your, uh, developing Kuma, the Grizzly King, uh, that you've learned from LARPing or vice versa? I think it's a combination of both to be, to be honest. Um, Kuma is, Kuma is a character that I've created with my son to begin with. Oh, cool. Cause I have I have another character that I used to do and I'm gonna keep it secret so this face will not be shown to everybody. Yeah. But um, and he said, Dad, it's really cool because I can like yell at you, but I want to have a superhero. You know, I want to cheer for the hero. I mean, it's it's fun to to yell at you and say like you're a fat bastard or something like that. But I wish I could say yes, my dad is a superhero. We can do something special. And I said, Yes, sure, son. Let's think about it. And we went to the process of creating, which is the same as LARPing or any wrestler that is doing a new gimmick. You have to think, what can I do that has not been done yet? Or what can I do that has been done, but I can take it and make it my own? And this is a really hard process. And I don't remember seeing a guy wearing a a bear mask or doing entrance with all the Viking armor that I do. And I saw it with the Viking Viking Raiders, Viking Experience. I don't remember the name they have now. <laughs> uh, Viking Raiders uh, now. Yeah. Viking Raiders. Uh, and to be honest with you, uh, I don't know if you remember the NXT show. They come in with all the Vikings. Yeah, absolutely. First time they came? Yeah. Two days ago, I was planning my entrance for a fight that I have against... FTM, Frankie the Mobster, and Dave LeJustice. And I called the booker and I said, hey man, you know what? I just have a freaking idea. I have all my LARPing friends, they're gonna come, we're gonna wear armors and everything, and they're gonna do me like a full Viking entrance. I said, it's gonna be nuts. I said, all right, let's do this. The week before, they do the entrance, and I was like, shit, they just stole my idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, everybody's gonna say I ripped them off. <laughs> it was up in the ether and like just uh, another yeah. creative force yeah. latched onto it. Uh, Should have done it like one week earlier and I would have been the first one doing it. Once the world kind of like goes back to the new normal or whatnot, you know, I think we'll be, we'll have long been past the Viking Raiders uh, entrance. You can bring it back, man. I do it every big show I do it. Every <laughs> big, big show that we have, like every time we have like a Knight of Champions or a Champion of Steel here at XZW, um, this is a like our SummerSlam and WrestleMania kind of kind of event. Every time I have like big some something big like that, I call the Vikings now. <laughs> uh, at FML, uh, big big big. I think it was the second uh, show they did. They did like the massive rumble with like fifty person in the rumble. I was the first entrance, and as the first entrance, I had the Viking coming in. So every time I have something special like that, I, I try to get the Vikings in, bring a little something special, bring something a little more like the, the gimmick thing that I really like about wrestling. So yeah. Epic. And to come back to what we were saying with the creating the gimmick and everything with LARPing and the wrestling, yeah, it came from, I'm a guy that really liked the rough stuff. Like I, I like Vikings. I liked, like the, the stiff kind of wrestling style. Like I don't like, the stiffness but I like the stiff look and 
I can like I can be a Viking. I don't remember seeing that much in wrestling. I don't see that much being a a kind of bear wrestler coming in. Sure. So this is where it all came in, and with all my backgrounds with LARPing and everything, the creation, the process of creating it, like the backstory and everything, and why would he come? How come he come? He he summoned Kuma, not coming for coming because Suma is being summoned. I'm not coming to a wrestling show. I'm being summoned to a wrestling show. No, like changing stuff here and there. Uh, I had a fight with Green Phantom and Excess at some point, and I said, "Well, the Booker just blew the horn of war," <laughs> and answered back. So Green Phantom and Excess, you guys are on. So I mean, I'm just taking stuff here and there and just changing it and make it a little bit more like fantasy style. Just change something. Because at some point I felt like wrestling was really like a lot of guys in in trunks, and I said we need something different. We need something. It's a show. We need something to make people believe or believe for a five or ten minutes that we have that it's something special in front of them. Like when I was a kid and I was watching the Road Warriors coming in with like the shoulders and the spikes. I was like, oh man, these guys they're gonna kill them. They're gonna kill them. Because that was the feeling that they were giving me, even if I know it was was wrestling. But this is what I want to bring back, like that kind of era that, that they can believe that it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're just like painting this like, beautiful word picture. I'm just like kind of taking it in, like reliving my experience of from from the audience, of course, of just watching all this pageantry happening, and I can definitely see how it like works in both the worlds of, of wrestling, obviously, and the world of LARPing. It's exactly the same. It's um, it, it, exactly the same, just in different feel of war, if I can say like that. Sure. It, it's exactly the same thing, just two separate battlefield. I mean, one is fantasy that we're gonna create a world that is totally fake, and we're gonna make sure that everybody's gonna try to believe in Armadwarf, and I'm coming for my beer because I want to get it, and I'm not. I'm gonna go fight the freaking orc because it just. <laughs> And then all they go nuts like that, and then the, the dwarf is taking his his hell or his mud, and then an elf coming in, ah, stinking the hell over here. I'm not staying here because I don't stay with hell and stuff like that. Wrestling is the same thing. I mean, I'm coming in. I don't like you. Why? Because you just spit in a kid face, right. and I'm a protector of the kids. So I'm gonna beat you, and I'm gonna make you f- ask for sorry for this kid. You know, like it's the same thing. It's just different battlefield but at the end of the day what we do is entertain people and that's what i like about wrestling that's what i like about larping just different worlds but different words that can easily collide if you really want to absolutely cool well let me ask you one last question here um everyone's kind of living through the same thing right now and a lot of us are taking like an unexpected break from what our usual usual business is uh let me ask you how you're managing quarantine as both of as a wrestler and as someone who runs a larp it's tough yeah it's tough i mean first thing we all have to do is follow like the elt government advice and everything i mean this is really important. We have to we have to follow the rules and we have to follow what they say. But it's rough. I mean, it's not easy when you used to wrestle like once or twice a weekend and preparing the LARP and everything. Now you're just there and that's it. Yeah. Looking around. Uh, I got to train, but you know, I'm training for what? <laughs> There's no match coming in next weekend. All right, I have a promo against Ooh. When can I can do it? 
when it's going to happen back. When is wrestling coming back? Is it ever going to come back as it used to be? I mean, all of these questions are coming and it's the same thing for the LARP. Like the government just said that there is no festivals and everything until August 30, 31st. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's three dates of my LARP that are gone now. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do? So I got to replan everything. Is it going to keep going or is they going to change their mind? It's really rough. But as I said, I'm, I'm an essential worker. I work in grocery stores, so... I had to go work every day. Mm-hmm. I worked like 60, 70 hours a, this on the past three, four weeks Incredible. just to make sure that everything is well done. Uh, customers have what they need. It's really rough. We, we re- work really hard, uh, but I mean, the laws are the laws and you have to follow them if you want to kill it because the virus is not going to be killed by itself. It's going to be killed by everybody that follow rules and keep on qu- quarantine and make sure that you don't do like the social gathering and everything. Please stay home, stay safe, watch TV, play video games, do whatever. Uh, do like what I did. Go back and watch WrestleMania 1 to whatever you want and just, just chill out. I know we all wrestler, we all like it. I'm LARPer, I really like doing Dungeon and Dragons, but can't have anybody at my own. What am I going to do? Right. Like we do right now. Go on Skype, call my players and Let's roll the dice. Let's do it. Sure. Well, my friend, uh, I, an essential worker, I really thank you for what you're doing. Like, uh, this world would be falling apart without the essential workers doing what they, what, uh, what, what the world kind of needs, uh, needs of them right now. Um, so again, thank you for, for carrying on and, uh, in that, in that aspect of your, of your life. Well, it's gladly appreciated. I do it for everybody and I do it for, First thing first, my family. Naturally, yeah. Yeah. Family's uh, number one. Yeah. I think I'm going to, next time I do an interview like this, I'm going to put that question somewhere in the middle. I feel like uh, we're ending on a bit of a downer here. But, like, no, like, the, like this is uh, this is important, and we're all kind of, uh, we're all in the same boat. Um, but one thing that, uh, you know, fans can do is, like, we can keep supporting independent talent. Uh, and I'd just like to give you a, a few moments uh, to uh, promote your social media handles. Uh, let us know where we can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. And please fill us in on, uh, like, where we can follow Les Tevla Nogar as well. Well, uh, Kuma the Grizzly King on Facebook, Kuma the Grizzly King on Twitter and Instagram. Always the same thing. I'm Kuma and I'm the Grizzly King. You can follow me on all of these social media platforms. Uh, Les Terres du Nagar, uh, on Facebook. I have a website that is Les Terres du Nagar also with all the information you need, with all the, the rules book and everything. Please follow me on Instagram. Follow my tag team partner as... Animal Bob Anger, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Belanger, we're working together as Animal Kingdom, and we were supposed to go live on Unfucking Sanction at IWS that was coming like the past month. Yeah, but I was looking forward to that there. one. And we're going to beat everybody up because we won those tag team champions, and we're coming for it. No matter what, Animal Kingdom is coming, and Animal Kingdom is going to be the kings of wrestling tag team. Follow me. Believe that. Go on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want. Just follow me, and uh, gonna have fun. I have pretty cool pictures if you want to. <laughs> pretty cool with all the montage and everything. And oh yeah, Animal is a um, the guy to do comics. So yep, yeah, he's a brilliant illustrator. We have a lot of good thing coming up. Follow us. We've been working on that. 
it's quarantine for for everybody, not for us. We're working our ass on design, we're working our ass on new stuff, new merch, new T-shirts, new everything. Yeah, we're not we're not that quiet. We're as busy as we were when wrestling was there. Just now, we have more time to make it better. That's good to hear, man. Well, Kuma, thank you again for being a part of the show. Thank you for the invite. Really appreciate it. Naturally, man. We should uh, we should have this conversation another time, like down the road. I want more updates on the LARP. Yeah, well, um, as soon as we can get it out and do it, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll invite you one day Ooh, and you get a beat up. Rubbing my hands together, man. Yeah, you gonna come in? I'm gonna let you put your little mask, your <laughs> Ratman mask, and you gotta be go out there and try to steal some food from the dwarf. We'll see. Oh, well, I look forward to it. All, All right. right. Cheers, man. Thank you. Chase to you. Have a good day. That was my conversation with Kuma the Grizzly King talking about wrestling, D&D, and LARPing in the world of Les Terres de Nogar. Um, if you follow us on social media, you might have already seen this, but uh, Kuma and I were Skyping. We did a video call for this, and the whole time he's wearing his badass bear mask. Uh, this was this mask was actually made by Adam's Custom Hoods. So if you need a lucha mask, and you know who doesn't, uh, Kuma knows a guy, so you know who to reach out to. I hope you'll join me next week on the show because we're going back to our watch along format, and I'm being joined by another member of the Two Finger Guns Club family and return guest of the show, Mr. Connor Speak the man who puts the Rocket Man in Rocket Man Explores. Connor Speak is in for an indie wrestling watch-along powered by our sponsors at Power Slam Wrestling Network, so I hope you're looking forward to that as much as I am. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to drop a rating and review. Please be sure to follow Smark and Friends on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Give us a follow wherever you uh, wherever you do your social media-ing. Two Finger Guns Club, also on all the major social media platforms. Please be sure to give them a follow as well. Um, and again, thanks for thanks for joining Kuma and I. And uh, you know what, friends? I'm still, I'm still looking for a new sign-off because, again, my old one doesn't work under the new format. If you have any suggestions, uh, you know where to at me. Until then, though, uh, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.